Chronicles of Bruce Street Mafia. This is a Red Dog Fred production. Some had to pay for. It. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome back to the Logical Podcast. I'm your host. Jonathan Lodge. This is brought to you by the Brewer Street Mafia. Big shout out to Mike Weatherford and the Mike Weatherford Show. Today I have a guest with me, Dr. Stan Dunnigan. Yes. Good friend of mine. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm gl- I can't believe I'm number two. Number two. Number that makes me very special. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes you very special. So you are a doctor of geology. Geology. Yes. And you teach at UT Martin. UT Martin. Okay. Been there almost twenty years. I've given some talks there. Okay. With for you. Yes. Uh, yes. For some of my students. Yeah. 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 On mushrooms. Uh, yes. Which was yes, uh, definitely non-geological, but yeah, they took notes. That worried oh, me. Oh heck yeah. Yeah. They were I was all like, over. Gosh, are they gonna like? Is there gonna be a test or? Like, I should have done <laughs> you that. You should have tested them. Yes. And I'm probably gonna teach that class again next fall. So really. Yes. I'll I've be had... there. Definitely be there. That's awesome. Okay. Um. So, um, geology. So what, what is, what does that entail? Like, what is your day to day? What do you have to do as a professor of geology? So I teach some intro level classes, uh, everything talking about rocks and geologic time, volcanoes, earthquakes. Um, uh, we do some geoscience stuff where we're doing water and atmosphere too, and climate and climate change. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, So you get into climate with rocks, rocks, are our source for information for ancient climate. Okay. Now so how- we we know a lot about climate back a couple hundred years. Right. But then after that, we've got to either go to rocks, ice cores, or other rocks. Okay. So how – okay. So <clears throat> that's very interesting. I never even realized that ge- geology would lead into the science of climate. That's, oh, yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So um, I know you're a big – prepper and the reason why you're a prepper you have told me multiple times is because of the new madrid fault yes okay so we're near the new madrid fault roughly so yes so the fault there's kind of like a zigzag series and it starts in northeast arkansas runs up towards real foot and then zags back towards southeast missouri okay and, and then actually zags back towards Kentucky and southern Illinois. And so you've got a place where the earth tried to pull apart a very long time ago. And it started, but it didn't complete the process. Usually the completion of the process is it forms an ocean. Okay. And so, but it didn't do it all the way. So you just have a whole bunch of breaks there and some lower spots. And then over millions of years, it fills up with sediments that turn to rock. And more sediments, and nobody can really see this anymore. Um, and most of the faults are hidden. Hmm. And so you really have to know where to look to find them. And one of the best places to go take students to, and we take them there a lot, is uh, actually the prison over in Tiptonville. There's a fault just outside the prison walls, not too far from that. And you can see the big offset from the 1811, 1812 earthquakes. Okay. So the 1811, 1812 earthquakes, that's the one that formed real foot. That's a series of large earthquakes that real foot ultimately formed from. Gotcha. And there were at least what the people typically talk about. There were three big earthquakes, one in December, one in January, one in February. Gotcha. And so it would have been terrible to have been, there weren't that many people here. Right. Obviously, there say, weren't yeah. any buildings, I mean, very few buildings very and few. just houses. But, I mean, you had earthquakes that were actually probably as large or larger than the ones that occur in California. And you had three of them that happened within a three-month period. And then you have aftershocks that are almost as big as those same earthquakes. And people were just completely freaked out by that. So, I, I, okay, I know this sounds dumb. This is probably a dumb question. What I hear aftershocks, so is that like an, another earthquake? Or? Yeah, so okay. after you have a big earthquake, it's like – Somebody jumps in and does a cannonball, you get the big wave, and then there's subsequent little oh, waves. Gotcha. Okay. So there's a big break in the rocks deep underground, and then there are subsequent breaks as things kind of settle out. Gotcha. And so let's say we could very easily have a 7.7 earthquake here. Out not, of what's not the here, scale? Out of 10? Out of 10. Okay. So um, not necessarily in Paris Inter County, but over there in the fault zone, you could have a 7.7 and I'll kind of talk about that scenario. So if you have a 7.7, you can have a 
aftershock of almost up to that again. Oh, wow. And so, you know, part of the problem, and I may be getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but the part of the problem is what doesn't break from the 7.7 right. could then break from the aftershocks. So you're, ta- you're talking about like structures, like right. buildings and yes. stuff. Yes. Okay, I got you. So like how, if if this were to occur again, so do we think this is going to occur again? or It will, this, it will occur. It will it occur just, again. We just don't know don't the, the timeline. The, the geological timeline. Are there indicators right. or anything? Or I wish we had some more data. So there's not a lot of data points. We can say they're the 1811, 1812 ones, and then we go back. We are looking at the rocks, and there's just only about four or five data points of past data to get, kind of get an idea of how often this recurs. Okay. And so – Depending on the data, and the data, again, is not that good, but you could have a large earthquake every two to 400 years. So we're about due. Well, I wouldn't set your, you know, alarm to yeah, it. Yeah. But um, also, I mean, they had three in a row within three months, and that's not something that should happen either. So why did it happen? Well, you have a the, – those faults that are there are very unique – um, it's because the earth tried to pull apart, but then they're moving both then sideways later on and then up and over each other. And so you've got some weird things going hmm. on on the stresses. So did that, how, why did that not cause mountains or, or like, um, well, because most of the rocks, it's I always tell my students, it's kind of like a sports injury. Okay. So, but instead of like a break, it's like a tendon or a ligament that's really hurt and, you might not hurt it again as long as you don't put too much stress on it. Gotcha. But if you keep ramping up the amount of stress that you're putting on it, eventually you're going to have a problem. Hmm. And so in the case for the New Madrid, you know, there's occasionally little earthquakes around here, nothing major. But um, at some point you're going to build up enough stress where there will be a slip. There will be motion. Rocks will break along the fault in a large amount and release a bunch of energy. Those waves will go all out and then there'll be a bunch of stuff that gets broken. Hmm. So what, what are we talking? Like how many millions of people is this? I mean, is this part of the, I guess the study of the new Madrid fault is to like some sort of preparation or some sort of preparedness for, for my class or oh, what? no, I'm just saying like in general for, for your, your geologist that, that you yeah. live near this fault. So I'm sure. So you... I don't really study it that much. Really? <laughs> So, I study some other stuff. Gotcha, mostly. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I, this out of sight, I, out of mind. Yeah, well, no, I taught it. I taught it, and then I kept finding myself teaching these students, and then saying, "Hey, you need to do these things." But then I thought, you know what? I'm really not doing these things. That I'm telling them they need to get ready. Oh, get ready! Like get ready for the yeah. earthquake. Oh, I got you. And like I, some sort of like, like preparing for. Yeah, it. yeah just yeah. like hey, you need to have some water. You need to have some food. You need to have some of this and that. Yeah. We can kind of talk about that. And then I thought, you know, but you don't really have any of that yourself. And I thought, well, do I really think there's going to be an earthquake that happens? And I thought, mm, there's a good probability that could happen. And if there's a good probability that it could happen, then I should probably prepare for that. And if even if the earthquake doesn't happen, the nice thing is if I can prepare for the earthquake, then I can prepare for a tornado or I can prepare for a power outage due to an ice storm or I could – it gets me set for a lot of different things. Right. And it's just a different mindset. I, You know, I don't mind you calling me a prepper and, and a lot of people do. Uh, it does carry a lot of negative uh, yeah. connotation. And I, so, I understand that. Yeah, and yeah. so – but I yeah. like you to think – You right-winger. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know. I like you – know, like, yeah. I've got the, the bunker deep underground in, yeah. in the missile <laughs> yeah. silo. But yeah. I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but what I like to think of it, I like to think I'm Can more – you get one, though? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I like to think of myself as more self-sufficient. Right. Yeah. More resilient. Something yeah. like if – like my grandparents, probably my mom's mom. Yeah, and dad. we've really lost that. We have absolutely yeah, they had lost an earthquake, that. They would be fine, probably. Your grandparents, my grandparents. Um, I had older grandparents. You know, they lived through the depression. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that was their preparedness. Yeah, was they didn't. They have had food, food set aside. Yeah. They knew how to get water yeah. from multiple sources. Um, if they had to live outside, they'd be all right. They've got plenty of blankets. They could make fire. They would eat um, the weeds. They could do that. They would eat they, dandelion. Yeah, they, they would, would eat find, poke, pokeweed yes. and all sorts of stuff that was not uncommon or yes. weird or yeah, turtle soup or anything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And they, they again, even if 
they didn't have their personal stores, they had that mindset that, okay, this is just another obstacle for just, me to get through. Yeah. And they, the, I guess the other important thing that I find with my students and a lot of people today is they, if there's a large earthquake that occurs, they're going to be looking around saying, who's going to save me? Where are the cops? Where's the ambulance? Yeah, where's, where's the government? <laughs> where's the Red Cross? Where's right. FEMA? Come, right. come help me. And I can tell you. There's no cavalry. They're not coming. The official literature is you are supposed to be two weeks ready. You need to. You're on your own. Really? Yes. Do, are we supposed to know this? I've got a nice little brochure that says it from what? From uh, FEMA. Oh, from FEMA. Yeah, I should have brought one. Yeah. Uh, Dang. I, and so what's so weird? We're all supposed to know. Like we're supposed to be two weeks. What's ready. weird is yeah, I got these Have in 2019. Batteries. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the previous ones were 72 hours ready. Oh wow! So they really upgraded so, so things. They've, they've increased it. Yeah. Wow. So be two weeks ready for any disaster. Anything. That could, anything yeah. that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess prepper. When I uh, that that connotation is kind of negative because most people when they're when they're thinking that they think one thing, guns. Right. Yes. That that's like they associate it with guns. You got enough guns. You got enough ammo. And it's like you can't eat guns. You can't eat ammo. And if you show up at somebody's house to get their food with guns and ammo, they're probably gonna yeah turn you away. Yeah. Politely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or not politely, yeah, right, 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 yeah. That's interesting. So two weeks out, man, that's crazy. I, we, uh, we have some uh, of the dehydrated food and stuff like okay. that, and yeah. you know, we've got the water filters, and we we kind of have a, a checklist. But I mean, I hadn't, I didn't know just how bad the New Madrid fault if it were to have another seven what'd you say seven point three? Let's say a seven point seven. That's 7. the 7. scenario that okay. universities and government groups kind of run f- through. For that one. Yeah. No okay. And so what happens to the cities? That that's that's the thing that like worries me the most because we have these, you know, huge population centers People obviously are not prepared in those huge population centers. A lot of people around here, their preparedness is, well, I can always go shoot a deer, or, you know, or I can, I'll, I'm, I'm coming to John's house because, you know, he can hunt mushrooms. And, right. and I'm like, that's insane because there's not enough calories in the woods. That's what I tell people. Right. I told you, right. I told your class right. that. I'm like, there's not I enough. I think they were not depressed, but they were like, crap, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there's not, there's really not. There's not enough calories in the woods for us to, be able to sustain ourselves by any means possible. But I mean, it, it's, uh, I believe with the Colombian footprint, we've kind of changed the, um, way in which our ecosystem works. And mm. we've, a lot of the foods that I forage are brought in from Europe okay, or from Asia. All right. They're not from this area. And so that's pretty limited. It's very limited. Um, and, you know, there's not the megafauna that used to be here right. by any degree. Right. Um, and there's really not a whole lot of little critters to go after either. And, and little critters don't really and sustain it, you calorically. I either. mean, you would be all right. You would know what to do. But I think about hope. I mean, what do you think? 90% of the general population wouldn't know what to do? I would think 90%, like you said, would be looking to see where if – you know, looking for help, looking for someone to come and, yeah. you know, the cavalry to come. But So I don't – I haven't heard from the Tennessee National Guard, and I haven't talked with TEMA, but I've been to a lot of meetings over in Missouri. It's TEMA, the Tennessee FEMA. Yeah, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so I, I – before COVID, I went to every – well, not every, but I was going to a series of these meetings where Missouri – government folks and and the military were getting together kind of talk about these scenarios and and what exactly happens and kind of what's the breakdown and um they i mean they flat out said they're going to the big cities first and because that's the population right because that's the population center and the people that are least prepared probably yes most likely yes and and so for me no one said well what about us in the rural areas but i mean with it's obvious that they are, you know, in Tennessee, West Tennessee, they will go to Memphis and they will go to Jackson and first. And I don't know when they're going to show up in Paris. Now, the only good thing Paris has got going for it is we're close to the Tennessee River. We've got the bridge over oh, there. Yeah, right. And if, as long as the bridge stays up, 
will be pretty good. Once they have engineers that check it out, and hopefully they can bring materials over, um, or they could set up some sort of uh, pontoon bridge or something like that to get materials over. Gotcha, gotcha. So on a larger scale, I guess since we're talking about preparedness, on a larger scale, um, you know, we've never been – well, I mean, we we were invaded, I guess, uh, in 1812, but we've never had an actual invasion. Is that anything that has – do you consider that to be a possibility? I, I, I'll tell you my position after you tell me yours. Um, Canada is not coming down here. No. So I'm not worried about that. Right. Um, I, how do I want to address this? Um, you could have kind of a soft invasion via immigration sure. from the South. Which a lot of people are arguing is happening um, right now. Um, but an actual military invasion, I would say I don't I, – I would say the most likely candidate there would be someone like – Russia or China. I don't think Russia has the capability. Obviously, we're seeing that with Ukraine. Right. I don't think China's interested. I think they can. They're doing it. They're doing it in different ways. Yeah, they don't ways. have to yeah. do it Their militarily. Their psyops are, are, are incredible. Yeah, they don't have to yeah. come over and, and land and fire us all up. That's what that's what would that would actually help. I personally, I think get them beat. They actually set feet on U.S. territory, right. then we're all fired up. We can all be one people and be all right. rah, rah, and yeah, go yeah. after it. But yeah, we're not um, one people right now. No, yeah. no, we're, they just continue on doing what they're doing. And I think divide and uh, conquer. Yeah. 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 All right. So what was your answer to that question? John? I, I, honestly, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it sounds insane, but honestly, I, I see the way our society is going right now, and I see societal indicators of a collapse just from a historical perspective. And I'm looking at, um, you know, some of the the Indus Valley civilizations, of course, uh, the breadbasket, some of those civilizations, the Assyrian Empire. Um, I look at some of these indicators uh, that happened during those collapses, and I'm I'm starting to see them now. Um, we're, we're, we're focusing on some things that are, I don't know, maybe, uh, not necessarily things that we should be focusing on. Um, that's terrifying to me. Um, those seem to be indicators that, uh, we could have a collapse. So, so not necessarily external forces causing a collapse, but some internal issues. Correct. That may be externally driven, but mostly internal, political, social, economic. And there's always, always, always barbarians at the gates. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I think a lot of people fail to realize. I mean, we we're 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 armed to the teeth, but we are not unified, and we are, um, you know, we have a very strong GDP, which is probably the only thing that's floating us, that's going to float us for quite some time. But in my personal opinion, our export, our greatest export is war. We're very, very good. I was going to say we've got our military. We've got our military. And, and, and it's, it's, that it, props up the U.S. dollar. It props up the U.S. dollar. It props up uh, the United States uh, as a global power. I mean, militarily speaking, we have huge, giant bases all over the world. Um, and, you know, that's, that's great. But, you know, I look at Rome. Um, that's the most classic example for us to compare ourselves in any type of collapse. Of course, every single, um, you know, every single historian, so to speak, in their time period will look at their civilization in the United States and kind of say, yeah, we have those same indicators. So I think now it's more than ever. Um, it's more prevalent than ever um, because we're kind of dissolving reality, what, what it means, what, what is real and what is not real. Um, and you see that um, on a daily basis, uh, we we're very we have a very subjective understanding of reality, and that is always an indicator of societal collapse. There's think, no object. Again, think about our grandparents; they knew what reality was. Oh, it yeah. was so much simpler. Yeah, you get up, you work, Hard. you eat, and. <laughs> and then you might read your newspaper, yeah. listen to the radio, and then you went to sleep. A couple of your kids will die. From yeah. weird diseases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or from yeah, diseases that we, I mean, from regular stuff. Yeah, or like and, a horse kicked them in the head yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And, yeah, and, yeah. and they, yeah. And so. They were, they were also healthier 
We are the their diet. Their yeah. diet was healthier, and it was very different. Um, you know, it was a very different diet. It was it was more diverse. We do not have a very diverse diet. We we have we eat basically like 10, 12 different vegetables. I mean, in all reality, different different food products. I mean, you think about um you, you know, you think about wild mustard, right? So wild mustard gives us broccoli, gives us cauliflower, hmm. gives us kale, gives us I mean, I'm not in broccolini, all of these different foods that we eat, these shelf stable foods. Of course, corn and beans. It's got the juice. That's it. And I mean, that's it. We're not there is no there's no real diversity in our diet. And um I think I think honestly it it has affected our health. It's affected the way in which we think, the way in which we perceive the world around us, and that's also, again, markers of a societal collapse hmm. is you're eating a monochromatic food source, which is, again, Rome, you know, uh, that's at the end. That's what the people they were just eating bread. I mean, that was it. They were hmm. just eating bread. So I don't know. I hope I hope man. this this is like the most depressing podcast, I think, uh, in the entire planet. This is really sad now that I start to think about this. Um, uh I'm, I'm not trying but to. Be somebody's got to survive. Right? I know. I know. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. We I can mean, rebuild. Can, can we can you rebuild it. Imagine better. how many people who are on medications. Yeah. Let's just take the earthquake. Right. That would die. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 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 If they didn't have their meds, or if it couldn't get in. Yeah. Uh, the, to resupply. Yeah. Or let's say your resupply again is mostly going to Shelby County, Madison County. Right. And you're out in Martin or. Gibson, Tennessee, or somewhere else. And yeah, and you're a diabetic, and you can't get insulin, and you're you need just your, dead. Yeah, you need your heart rejection medication yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that. Or if you are taking medications and you can't get it, and you, you may not kill you, but like the detoxification yeah. from those medications. And and no telling how many people are going to get dysentery or some kind of GI issue from oh, tainted yeah. water because they're and, just drinking water because they're very thirsty and they right? don't realize that the water is yeah bad and and. The, the the study that was done in 2009 and 2007, I mean, you're going to have thousands of infrastructure pipes and various lines that are compromised. Yeah. Well, are there, yeah. And so your wastewater is going to be everywhere. You're not going to have fresh water, and people are going to make some bad choices on their fresh water or the water that they do take in. And it's going to be just a whole series of um, – bad decisions yeah um and where i'm not going to say a, a 20 dollars life straw would make a difference but it would i mean that's an easy prep thing yeah the life straws and they're sold at walmart you can get those at walmart oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i've seen i've seen a lot of that stuff I, you know the carbon filter and all that good stuff i mean even just boiling your water I oh mean, yeah yeah but a lot of people just don't realize to do that i mean well, how many people can make a fire and keep a fire you know, uh, my my son has one of the – he got a kit, which I think is hilarious um, that it's a kit, but he got a kit for, like, the bow to make, oh, a, yeah. Yeah, to make a fire Ooh. with the bow. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried that once. I was yeah. very unsuccessful. He, he was asking me for help the other day, and I was like, oh, man. I was like – and there's a whole, like, <laughs> list of instructions. But, I mean, I've, I, I, I find it interesting, primitive technology and things like that. I've um, – You've you've been out to the house before. I, I've got a very unique place. We've got a very unique property. Oh yeah. Um, and I find a lot of primitive technology. I find a lot of arrowheads, different cultures, um, Adena points. Uh, I think I sent you a picture of some obsidian. Oh yeah. That we had found on the property, which was that's bizarre. In, that came from a long way. Yeah, away. yeah. You said probably most likely than the Yellowstone Basin. At least. Um trying to think of somewhere else i mean it's not in the eastern united states right so it's it's yeah. gotta it, it could come from mexico Pardon. so so do you think you know that, that that was that was something i was thinking about the other day what i know there was a giant flood that happened here roughly like what eleven thousand, twelve thousand years ago i can't remember the name but it was like a glacial lake okay that had busted open and essentially flooded the northwest Right. I think it was Glacial Lake, uh, I want to say Agassi or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can't pronounce the word. It's big, long A-G. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is that something that you have ever studied or, or, or know anything to speak on about 
maybe that other civilizations that have been here on the North American continent have collapsed because of geological? Well, if you look, um, I was out in Phoenix a couple years ago. That's Arizona, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and it was hot. Really good at geography, uh, yeah, too. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> and I, I kept thinking, I was there for a meeting, and it was uh, late September. It was early, Phoenix? Uh, I was a freaking 100 in huh. September. And uh, I was thinking – as we went, I took some students on a hike, and I was, and it was, it was like ninety at ten p.m. And we were doing some hiking, and at uh, ten, yeah, You're hiking at 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to go up to this one place and see the city lights, and I kept thinking, you know, you see the whole Phoenix and that basin there, and it just stretches on and on. I'm thinking, you know, without electricity, they're done. They're done, they're and ninety percent <laughs> of the people could not live there. And um, and then you've just got the water that's coming in off the Colorado River right. for uh, hundreds of miles away, and you just have un or you just have engineered conditions, right? Yeah, and um, and so, the, I mean most big cities. That's yeah. right. That, that's yeah. fair. Uh, but the the thing was at the convention center they had I, I hate I don't remember the Native American tribe, but they were talking about various tribes that lived in the area and developed and then seemingly disappeared yeah the uh i i, I can't I mean, one was the hopi but um then there was the i don't want to say anazazi but uh something like that right that had kind of developed and disappeared yeah so i know in like the eastern part of the united states there are these giant earthen works mm-hmm. uh, i have a great grandmother who lives in moundsville you know so you can go and actually tour the mounds and all that kind of stuff and, um, you know, when we, what state was that? Um, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, giant earthen works, uh, like up near St. Louis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that was crazy. Yes. Uh, how huge those things were. Yeah. Are still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're not occupied or used, but go. Right. 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 I mean, that's crazy to me because, you know, they're, these are indicators, and I know a lot with LIDAR technology, we're finding more and more of these the civilizations, we're finding more and more of, or, or rather, indicators that there was these giant civilizations. And, you know, I, I think kind of the mythos of First Nations and, and Native Americans, um, I would argue um, that there is, it's kind of a reflection of our own culture, how we t- tend to look at them. So, so like in the 1800s, we looked at them differently in the early 1900s. So we looked at them differently, you know, 1950s, of course, you know, we have TV and you can watch how we looked at them there to, you know, the early nineties and, you know, how, you know, hands across America and all this, we had this, like, I don't know, this, this very, uh, uh, um, happy kind of one with the earth, you know, peaceful, but they're in reality, they're human beings just like we're human beings and uh, they had to survive just like we have to survive. Right. Um, And they had these, you know, um, by all indicators, these giant civilizations that existed here and then they didn't. And by the time the Columbus, you know, Columbus and the Columbian exchange happened, uh, you know, these, uh, these civilizations were, had vanished. I didn't know if maybe, there was a geological, you know, one of these floods happened or, you know, from a biblical proportion or, or, you know, it probably would have seemed like that with the glacial Lake Agassi, with it flowed out the Columbia river basin in that gorge. Cause that was a violent, very quick, right. There, by all indicators, there are huge ripples. And, right. I mean, there are ripples that uh, go on for miles and they're, several dozen feet tall and um and then the boulders that uh, crashed along with that and so that would have impacted that pacific northwest uh significantly but i mean it would not have impacted things in the southwest or the rest of the u.s right so you know i i think probably you know the one thing that whether it's you're preparing for an earthquake or again, ice storm or regular stuff, but or foreign invasion, or yeah, or whatever. Um, or you know, you're preparing for a job loss. Right. You've got some stuff set aside in case you lose your job and you don't have to go to Walmart. Right. Um, and so, I you know, I tell my my kids at the university that 
in their lifetime, they're going to probably see some big climate changes. Yes. We're already starting to see big climate changes. Yeah. 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 And, And they need to not so much that it's going to get progressively hotter and things are going to melt and the earth is going to melt and everybody's going to die. The earth is going to be fine. It's our standard of living, mm-hmm. our economic and political structures um, that they know of and that they feel comfortable with, um, that will change because I don't care what happens to sea level. As it creeps up, it's going to be a problem. Right. And we can't afford to do that. And if, if you look at like uh, national defense authorization bills and stuff like that, they – clean the terminology up so it doesn't say climate change but it says sea level rise sea level rise climate sea level change rise. is another one of these trigger words where oh, we're, yeah. we're so divided as if as if the earth has a stable climate as if the earth is is static is static yeah and, it and is it's not, not. It's, yeah. it's changing all the time and so it even these bills that pass congress while they might not have those trigger words they're still authorizing billions of dollars because uh the norfolk base in virginia has got to be rebuilt essentially at a higher level. Right. And um, I don't know if we've got the money to do that as a country. And how many, I mean, how many coastal cities, I mean, are. I think, what is it, like 70% of the pop- U.S. population is within 30 miles of the coast? Something really? like that. Yeah. It's like, it's an insane number. Oh my gosh. So we're inlanders. Oh yeah, is, is that a real thing? Yeah. Okay. Inlanders, sure. okay. yeah. <laughs> non-coastal, non-coastalers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, climate change is such a weird thing. Um, it's such a polarizing conversation topic because, I mean, on on the one hand, obviously, uh, human beings have affected the climate. Um, on the other hand, it's hard for us to pinpoint exactly just how much we've done that. On the other hand, yeah. climate is a very, very complex mechanism. Oh, sure. That is, like you said, constantly changing. That's not static whatsoever. And most of my students think that's it's just going to get hotter. By the way. It's three hands. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I tell them, you know, West Tennessee is actually unique in that none of the climate change models really, really kind of uh, kind of come together to um, what word am I looking for I'll agree with what's going to happen with West Tennessee mm-hmm. like we climate models the climate models for like the Northwest in Washington Oregon Idaho we, we different climate models they they converge and they pretty much all agree mm-hmm. and we have a real good understanding of what's going to happen in the desert Southwest right um actually and then we have a pretty good idea what's going to happen in the midwest you know ohio and stuff like that it's going to get wetter yeah and um but like in our little area it's the models don't agree so well and so might get wetter and hotter might get hotter and drier it'll be interesting it might be a a mixture of any of those things yeah yeah. and and i think it's just going to be uh i don't want to say crazy weather but more severe weather and more weather that we're going to be th- looking back and like, I don't remember crap like this happening when I was a kid. Yeah. And again, that's the reason why I don't feel prep, like that but now. You try, try, yeah. I know I feel like that now. Yeah. And this is why you, I don't want, well, this is why you prep because right. I mean, as a father and a husband, I think it's my freaking job to make sure that if something bad happens, that my family's taken care of. Yeah. So you, Condone a patriarchy. I understand completely. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. My wife doesn't want to do it, so I'm going to do it. Your kids are on the video games. No, just your kids are great. Uh, so I guess um, how much of the climate do you think has been a result of the Industrial Revolution and as a result of the 20th century, um, you know, economic model that we have adopted here in the West and that we're adopting, I guess, in other parts of the world right now. I mean, that's, that's when I hear, when I hear, you know, the, the conservatives talk, they say, Oh, well, what, what good is us changing our, our, you know, what we do 
because China is going to keep doing whatever China right. does. I mean, that's that's the argument. And then um, from the other side of the aisle, you know, I hear the liberals say, well, it's too late. It's too late for us to do anything because the climate's out of control. We're all, you know, we're all going to die as a result. We've Mother Earth needs to heal. We need to depopulate the planet. They don't say that in so many words, but depopulation is a very, oh, yeah. it, it's so bizarre. Like people, I, I hear so many people on the left say, you know, I like uh, I like animals more than I do people. I mean, really, that is a that is a uh, it's a flag towards depopulation. It's terrifying. It's terrifying to me. So, how much of this do you think is caused necessarily by, um, or I mean, is that even something that matters at this point? I mean, because of how so the majority of the CO two that's in the atmosphere, right? Not the majority, but Pre-industrial levels were like around 270 parts per million. Okay. And we're at about 418 now. Gotcha. So it, it should not be that high. Right. Um, and that right is now. based off of and, – and you're saying that should not be that high based off of previous changes, how, how right. fast things – how it varied how, and stuff like how that. How fast things – And are. actually things – we were starting to kind of decrease in terms of CO2. and But because we burned CO2 – and I'm not against energy. I think energy is very, very important. And we have used uh, fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And I think Europe is going to experience what it's like to be fossil fuel um, deficient this winter. Yeah, uh, I, know. I know. It's so horrible. I know. Yeah. A lot of people, another trigger thing would be nuclear energy. But I really Why? think that. Why is that a trigger? Uh, people are scared because they think of Three Mile Island or Chernobyl. How many people or, died at Three Mile Island? I think that is zero. Zero. Yeah. 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 But most people think that they're, I mean, it's like the Russians just dropped bombs on us or something. Yeah. And they're just. Um, I mean, really, I, I that would, is really the like, best. Oh, that is by far the best option. If we I'm not going to try to pronounce that word, by the way. Which one? The N word. Oh, not that. Oh, N-word. oh yeah, yeah. Nu- that. Nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Europe's going to feel it because I, I know in Belgium shut down a, another nuclear power plant just like last week. Why? Because uh, they think it's bad. Huh. Is it because of the waste? I mean, is that? I, I mean, it's partially the waste, I mean, but in the U.S., we have a facility to accept the waste. We built, spent bi- billions of dollars to prepare a facility in in Nevada, and uh, it's not a hundred percent ready. It can't, but we're probably seventy percent of the way there during the. Wait a second! Wait a second! You're saying we we built we we are building a facility. We stopped, and we we stopped. spent billions. Okay, and throughout we the nineteen. 19- 70s to find a, a place to put waste. Okay. We started building it in the 70s. And this is mostly I mean, the contaminated 80s. water, correct? Um, no, it's like spent uh, nuclear fuel rods and other um, uranium tainted material. Okay. Um, For some reason, I thought it was like I thought it was like the water that was used to cool the reactors was like a big part of that. Like they had a I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but. I mean, there's a facility out not too far from Las Vegas. Um, they just like put it in called the Yucca Mountain, yeah. And yeah. they they burrowed in. They've got uh, plans to do this, and uh, they've got some of the infrastructure out there. And during uh, Bush two George W, w. Um, he was he was on board, and then that got nixed when Obama came in, hmm. and. Um, for various environmental concerns, and also, um, who was the what were the, senator majority leader from Nevada? What was that guy dude's name? He died recently. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But anyway, he basically killed it. That guy did. I shouldn't. Blame I mean, what Obama. were the environmental concerns? Well, it, um, they didn't want it out there. I mean, and, it was inside a mountain, right? Right. Okay. And and they and you would have to transport it throughout the United States oh, yeah. to there. Right. Right. So, but. So. But human, I mean, we transport human error right there. Yeah. I mean, we transport nu- nuclear missiles. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and and there's there's nothing that's perfect. There's uh, coal, natural gas. There, none of those. All that all of them have drawbacks, and and 
this will be the drawback for nuclear waste as we have it now, but we could also, we can't necessarily convert the old nuclear power plants to thorium, but thorium plants, that's a much lower amount of nuclear waste, and that's really something that... um, we should look at. I, I'm not an expert there or right. anything is like that, that. Is that. I guess because it's more reactive. Or... I, I can't remember what the deal is exactly, but it, um, the French have been doing it for 40 yeah, or 50 I, years. Yeah, I've got a friend. And they I've have got a friend very that, little nuclear waste. Yeah, I've got a friend that to what we do. cleans those those and those nuclear power plants or whatever um, over there in France. Um, and they have a they have a storage facility for their waste, right. and and you just uh, actually what they plan to do is obsidian. They're going to turn the waste into glass. What? Yep. That's and then cool. as glass is insanely stable if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. And then they put the glass in some special barrels, which may not even be needed. And then you seal those and you put those down in Yucca Mountain, and it's like eight hundred feet below the water. I mean, above the water table. Huh. And it's still way down there. And then, then they take all the waste and seal it up and. Uh, I mean, if I was dictator, we'd definitely do that. Dictator? Yeah. That's uh, the form of government we need. We need, like, a, a monarch again, you know, bring back the Maybe king. I should say king. benevolent ruler. Benevolent ruler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the benevolent philosopher king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's interesting to me because I know a lot of people are – it is a trigger word to – I know climate change, you know, obviously that's a huge I, – I, which I still do not understand because it's people arguing back and forth that have no idea about climate. Yes. I have nothing – I have no nothing to add when it comes to the understanding of climate. Um, that's why, you know, talk to someone with a Ph.D. that is, well, is studies I'm this. I'm a geologist. I study the rocks. You study the rocks. Of, but, I mean, still, I mean, like you said, it, it's an indicator of how the climate was. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that based off of the that data that we had previously, the spike that we are showing now is – Not unprecedented. Okay. But – Whenever it spikes and goes up like that. It's volcanic, I'm sure. There's some other natural process, and what happens is ice sheets melt. Ice sheets are going to melt. Right. Now, it's not going to be maybe next week. may not be five years from now, but, I mean, they are melting. Right. Uh, but they will eventually melt, and ice sheets will collapse, and then sea level is going to go up, and that's going to be a problem for everybody. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, so – even though it's not unprecedented, what you're saying is we there is no natural indicator, so to speak, for us to – we can't, like, say, oh, it was Krakatoa or whatever exploded and, and put all this extra CO2 into the atmosphere, which is then going to, I guess, make the – the atmosphere where the sun can come through. So we can actually look at times in the past and look at CO2 levels. And, I mean, there's other indicators of warm periods versus cold periods. And sometimes there's more tectonic activity, so more volcanoes going off. That pumps up CO2, usually, not all the time. And that will lead to greenhouse conditions. Um, You flood continents because sea level goes up. That leads to a certain type of rock forming that pulls CO2 down, and that cools things off. So Earth has a natural feedback system. Earth is going to be fine. Right. Um, It's just our current set up in civilization that will have problems yeah and I guess, over the next you know couple hundred years yeah i guess that's that's where people really start to have where people really start to fight and have the issues is we start to tie in um the climate which is changing we know that for a fact but we start to tie in like economic models into yeah. that climate change. And I guess that's where people really start to have an issue is because and, like, Oh, the government needs to act this way or the government doesn't need to act this way or vice versa. You know, my side says the government should do this. My side says the government should do that in order to stop climate change. You know, Trump pulled out of this climate, you know, conference or yeah. whatever it is. And Obama stopped, um, nuclear fuel from being stored or, or waste from being stored in some mountain, Yucca Mountain. I mean, yeah. yeah, so that's it seems to me that we do have a lot of the solutions here. It's just a matter of implement, imp- implementation of those solutions, of, of us implementing those into our current system. But do you think that the people in Washington, D.C. will ever make a decision like that. No. So this is why you prep, because they aren't going to make a decision that benefits you or me 
or our families. Why is that? Well, because without being cynical. Well, there's no other way than being cynical. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I mean, I have, as I have aged, I have gone from certain political parties to feeling like no one cares about me at all to right. realizing that they don't care about me. It's they the don't reality. care about you. No. Yeah. They they go up there and even if they're good people, they're going to get in the machine and they're going to get ground up and they're going to see untold wealth and what what could be almost a endless printer machine of money mm-hmm. and and I'm not I don't even know if I could withstand that temptation. Yeah, I read a fact the other day that most of the money that has ever been printed in the United States has been printed in the last three years. That is true. Yeah. That, I think like 80%. Yeah, it's like 80%. You know, yeah. our national debt is eighty is, um, $31 trillion. Yeah. So, so of the physical currency that's ever been printed, yeah. most of it has been printed in the last three years, which well, we're on but, a fiat system, so right. that's only like 10%. I don't even think, though, that counts printed money. That's just like... All money. Yeah, all money. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, boy, I listened to a podcast on that, and that was terrifying. Um, yeah. But, you know, we could tighten our belts. I mean, we bring in $4 trillion a year. We spend, and our budget says we're going to spend six. So right. we're just short. I mean, we're short. We're just short $2 trillion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but if yeah. you think about it, I mean, it's not – it wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought, okay, well – you just say we're going to just spend four trillion. I mean, that's doable. Yeah, and uh, we don't go running around and. I mean, nothing against the Ukrainians, but we there's no need to be sending them a billion dollars yeah. every two weeks. Yeah, I, in my personal opinion. I mean, yeah. What I, what if? And we're way off earthquakes, but this is fun. <laughs> but what if you had to sell war bonds to people? Yeah. To send money to the Ukrainians to buy our weapons. There would be nobody buying. I don't think there'd be very many people buying those war bonds. Bonds are up, though. Well, that's government back bonds. Are, Powell. Yeah, government backed bonds are up right now. Yeah, I mean, I do not. I agree with you. I don't think there would be very many people um, when that conflict first broke out. And I was very glad it did because it ended COVID officially. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Russia invading Ukraine ended ended that. Of course, I'm being sarcastic, um, but I, you know. That I, I think that conflict is just it's absolutely horrible. Obviously, all conflicts are horrible, but the fact that we are just sending so much money and so much weapons over there right now, I mean, you're right. The, these are things that we could easily tighten tighten up. Well, they're sending weapons because American contractors make billions of dollars off those weapons, and those contractors eventually pay off former senators and, and representatives and stuff like that who are now lobbyists. Correct. And or, or contribute to their campaigns. And, We're washing it. I mean, that's a good way to put it. I mean, essentially, oh, mm, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know. This is all way off topic, but um, you know, I, I we probably could tighten our belt up a little bit. I, I just like you said, um, I don't think they're on on Washington. They're going to make any changes or anything like that. I don't think that's going to be anything that's going to happen. Any, anytime soon, yeah. Unfortunately, but. and and I think at some point, what scares me is we've spent so much money. I'm concerned we'll get into a financial situation in which, when we have this big earthquake, it's going to cost this area about four hundred billion dollars. Just print more money. <laughs> that will be about the only choice. I mean, whoever's president then will say we will pay for this and we'll send assistance and. Um, we won't get much assistance from the rest of the world. I can almost guarantee that. I don't know. I guess it depends on when it occurs. Yeah. Um, we've not made a lot of friends. Huh. Most of our friends, we've kind of strong-armed into being our friends. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just our friends because we're we give scary. Them, yeah, because we're scary and we give them money. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have friends like that? I don't have any friends. Well, you're my friend. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not that scary. <laughs> yeah, you're not that scary. I've I've enjoyed sitting here and sitting down and talking with you about these things. Um, I, you know, I know, I know rock science is um, your profession, right? But, but it's also your passion. 
And I know it's led you down these these rabbit holes that we've got to explore tonight. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate it. It also led me to Bitcoin. Right. We need to we need to we need to talk <laughs> Bitcoin. What's your shirt say? <laughs> take the orange pill. That's right. Why is it the orange pill? It's like the matrix. You take the blue pill or the red pill. Uh huh. And so there's a, there's another choice. Oh. The orange pill, Bitcoin. Yeah. I've been red pilled. That's a that's a terminology. That's a thing that's been that's being used. I've been red pilled. Oh really? Yeah. Woken up. Oh. Yeah, that's what people say. Well, right, but I mean, but to go fully awake, you need to take the orange pill. You need to take the orange pill and invest in Bitcoin, <laughs> or at least see that as. It's just like okay, you you had a monologue going, so you need to finish that up. No, no. I mean, because, I'm all about decentralized currency. I mean, honestly, the I fiat mean, system that's that we're the under British right pound. Now is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bank of England said they will buy endless amounts of bonds to prop up the currency. Right. I mean, I don't know what the other option would be, but I mean, you can't do that long term. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. Yeesh. This has been the I'm going to reiterate this right now. This has been the most depressing and sad podcast I think I've ever <laughs> Guys, listen, um, buy lots of food, buy lots of water um, in plastic bottles. Um, that'll help the environment and climate change, right? Well, you don't uh, store up some water. Store up some water. Get some filtration system. Guns and ammo, great, but you can't eat it. Think about something for shelter. Yeah. Because you will freeze to death before you dehydrate or starve. Yeah, isn't that a wild thing? We're like animals that don't, you know can't really fear the environment <laughs> like any like every other animal on the right. planet can <laughs> our yeah. environment's in this building yeah that's right yeah 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 people to have exposure this is our cave yeah this is our cave that's right that's right stan it has been a pleasure talking with you thanks for taking time out of your day i really do appreciate it i am anytime you want me here to talk about whatever about what i will it, i will do that about whatever it is it's not been a depressing podcast i'm just kidding I, I know that these are some heavy topics, um, and I guess that's why I've I've been a little bit more reserved tonight because these are heavy topics that I think people need to hear and, and people need to maybe think about. And I'm glad to have your expertise on, and yeah. I'm excited the next time you invite me to speak for your classes. Oh, yeah. And I'll have you on again. That sounds good. This episode has been brought to you by the Brewer Street Mafia. Thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it.